0: we welcome you to the 2v1 sportscast with your starting lineup clint hauser and josh it's showtime what's going on everybody welcome to another exciting episode of the 2v1 sportscast i'm your host today josh and i'm joined by my co-host clinton hauser um, guys, we've got a lot to talk about, but one thing I do want to bring up, um, I want to make a special tribute. I should say, we want to make a special tribute to Aaron Lowe, who, uh, sadly passed away over the weekend, um, due to, um, gun violence. And so I just want to take a few seconds for a moment of silence, uh, before we get started. Okay, um, and what we got going on to talk about, we got a lot going on to talk about, gentlemen. Um, first and foremost, I want to start off with the Ryder Cup. Um, it was, it was an exciting time for the U.S. Um, got the got the dub in that matchup. Uh, last time they won was back in 2016. Um, so it's definitely, you know, still an exciting time for the U.S. to win the Ryder's Cup. Um, a lot of players stepped up. Um got Dustin Johnson in particular, probably played probably the best game I've seen him play in a while. Um, but, guys, I want to get your thoughts on it. Um, Clint, I'll start you off first. What were your thoughts on the Ryder Cup?
1: I mean, it was the most dominant win in Ryder Cup history, 19-9. I mean, the U.S., the first three matches out, like the three sessions out, sorry, went 3 and 1, 3 and 1, 3 and 1. Like the Europeans had nothing like to match what the US has. They tried to bring back all the old people that have given them their, you know, 7 of the last 9 wins and no one really stepped up for them, you know? Like you said, Josh, Dustin Johnson played all 5 matches, 5 and 0. And I feel bad for Paul Casey because he played Vessen Johnson in all five of those matches, and he went zero and five. So <laughs> it's kind of sad that he got, especially since he got matched up with him in the singles. But it was just insane, like how like the U.S. jumped out to an early lead. I was actually hoping for the Europeans to win a few matches to make it close, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, it I, I watched quite a bit of it though, over the weekend, and it was kind of fun to watch and the excitement that was there and tony didn't play great i mean he went one and two in the three matches he played in like the first day though he played awesome uh had like six or seven birdies while he was out there like led the field in birdies that day and stuff so that was kind of cool i was kind of disappointed that coach stricker didn't put him out or captain stricker didn't put him out the next morning but he put the same groups that had played really well the day before so i i understand why he did it and the US is in good hands for the next so many years and the Europeans I don't they don't have any young <laughs> talent coming up so i don't know we might see a few more dominant wins like this in the Ryder Cups coming up in the future
2: well i believe this is one of the youngest teams the US has put out um.
1: yeah dustin johnson was the the most like the oldest like the veteran of the group so and he played the best
2: yeah, I I do have to disagree with Clint. one thing about the Europeans. No one really showed up. Uh John Ram, Ram,
1: Ram. Well, yeah. yeah, John did show up. He was the only one that showed up.
2: I mean, and he then he got murdered
1: in his singles by Scheffler. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunate. But he he really proved to us. I mean, I watched quite a bit of the Ryder Cup, and he proved to us why he's number one in. You know the world right now, in golfing, he, man, that guy could putt. He could chip. He, he was a dominant force to be reckoned with. Obviously, besides the last round, but I don't know. Yeah, good win. He's,
1: John Rahm is going to be one of the big players in for a long time. But and the, when it comes to the Ryder Cup, that's a team sport. You know, he can only do so much. He can win. He can go out there and go five for five and zero in five matches. But that still doesn't give you, you know, enough to win necessarily. Other people have Oh, to no. Home,
0: so. Yeah. One thing but I will in, say. Individually.
1: Sorry, Josh. Let me say this. Individually, no worries. he's going to win lots of tournaments this year and in his future. Like, he's probably going to have that. Uh, he's already got one major, I guarantee. I'm putting a guarantee out there, Josh, that he's going to end up with a, a grand slam by the time it's all over.
2: <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy all right, there. all right. That's all right,
0: my job, my, Clint. Where's my sticky notes?
2: That's my job. You got to watch out, put out these guarantees.
1: Well, you weren't doing it, so I had to.
0: I was in track of all these guarantees. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say is, I'm going because, um, sort of a backstory, so we all, uh, all three of us did like a fantasy rider Cup um, thing, and um, I honestly just randomly picked like, it was funny, the last week before we recorded, um, I was just in there just randomly picking uh, players and come to find out, it came in clutch where I st- I won not a lot by like, I think it was like 0. 0.5. I won by 0. 0.5. Hauser was just right behind me. So that's, Hauser, what happens when you,
1: that's what happens when you choose all USA when the USA is that dominant though. I had right. I had three Europeans on there, and I think I Rom's the only one European that gave me points. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, Hauser, I don't know what it is with with us playing like fancy football, fancy golf. I, I don't know what happens. I just my my team's just when it comes to playing against you, they they my team is just on a whole other level.
2: They always show up. I hate it <laughs> so much. You could literally be the worst team in the league. And somehow put the most points against any team against me and be the top like scoring team of the
0: league. It's ridiculous. I hate it. I thought it was just funny, but um, that, <laughs> it that's about a, funny. <laughs> That's about all we got for the Ryder cup. Um, until the next two years, uh, we'll just be on a lookout for the next uprising golfer. Um, next transition. I want to transition now to the NCAA. Um, I want to talk a little bit about BYU. Um, They played uh, South Florida this past Saturday. Um, Some people can look at it as a mixed emotions after that game. Um, I mean, overall, I'm just looking at the, at the, just the box score and everything. um, Play by play and all that. Um, BYU came out dominant first half, even the first quarter, they were up 21, nothing. South Florida scored a, few field goals and then they were able BYU was able to score before the end of the half uh, making it 28-6. Uh but South Florida made an attempt to come back. Uh BYU scored Gunnar Rami, Um dropped a dime 47 yards. Um and so the South Florida scored three touchdowns to the BYU's one in the second half. Um Some people can look at it as, like I said, mixed emotions. Uh, Minor injuries kept plaguing. I mean, it's not anything serious as far as I'm understanding. Uh, But guys, what is your takeaway from the game this past Saturday for the Cougars? I'll start this one because football's, you know,
2: my thing. And I'm going to have to say, if you're a BYU fan, do not panic. It is okay. BYU does this against... No name teams. <laughs> I mean, we BYU had their backup quarterback in. They didn't have their captain of the defense in for the first time this year, um, starting. Um, Peeley. They had quite a you know, quite a bit of injuries on defense. You could see, I mean, luckily there were a lot of minor injury injuries and seems like most of them will be coming back this week, but you know, An injury-plagued defense losing that was trying to figure out their new identity without Peely. Like, they're going to have their struggles, and that is totally fine. BYU always has this tendency once they are dominating a team. I don't know why they do this. they, They take their foot off the gas, let the team, you know, catch up. It's like they almost feel guilty from beating someone from, like, 70 to 5 or seventy to seven. Like they they always do this every year, every time, and I wouldn't worry about this. BYU look great, they're gonna do great, they're gonna win this week, and they're gonna continue to show why they're the number fifteen or number thirteen, I believe, now, in the nation.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that, Hauser, that even though they had like they only played an eight point game to an eight-point game against South Florida, they still moved up two spots in the rankings. Now, there were people lost and stuff, but um, BYU the as a collective group wasn't happy after the game because they knew they could have played better in the second half. But here's the thing. The only thing that worries me about BYU, I'm with Hauser. Don't panic. We're fine. But if you look at it, the second halves have not been good for BYU offensively. Against Arizona they only scored ten points in the second half. Against Utah, they only scored I think ten points in the second half. Against Arizona State, six points in the second half. South Florida, seven points in the second half. So they're not doing well in the second half of the games and they just they gotta improve in that. Like offensively you can't just score one touchdown and a field goal and expect to win every game if that's all you do in the second half. Like they've they progressively got better offensively. They scored 24 points against Arizona, 26 against Utah, 27 against Arizona State and then 35 against South Florida. But against South Florida they had 28 at halftime, you know. So I think they've got to improve that. Like they've got to score more points in the second half because I don't think against teams like Baylor, Boise State, any of those teams, can you get away with not, you know, especially if it's a close game at halftime only scoring one touchdown in the second half. Uh, but I think BYU is fine. Like Hauser said, I think they're trying to figure out their identity on defense now. Uh, they let up a little bit. You know, they've got to get the defense. They got to give the offense more time on the field, especially in the second half. Uh, Baylor Romney looked great. I don't think. I think Jaron Hall's still going to start. I don't think you know.
2: That, no doubt. No
1: doubt. You know, no doubt. Hall still. And, and Baylor came out and said after the game, he was like, "I don't expect." I don't think I deserve to get the starting spot over somebody just because they missed one game for injury. Like, he even said that. And that's what I like about this group is they're ready to step up if they need to. They're ready to step back if they can. So, I mean, I don't think BYU would do it, but I think if they interchanged for certain situations uh, with Baylor and Jaron, like if they wanted to do a long pass play and they throw Baylor in there real quick, I think it could work out well for them, but I don't see Kalani Satake doing that. So...
0: Yeah, I think overall, um, I mean, I'll I'll agree with you guys. I mean, Cougar fans just need to relax. The Aaron Rodgers famous quote, R-E-L-A-X, relax, relax, relax. I mean, one thing I'll point out too is I think you guys are basically set up for the next few years. You look at, you know, Romney, um, uh, Baylor in particular because you have Gunner and Baylor. Both brothers playing on the same team, but Baylor Romney, twenty for twenty five, three hundred and five yards, three touchdowns. I mean, where do you really get that from a backup? <laughs> and this is probably like the most balanced, um, as far as offensive scheme goes in BYU, at least that I've seen in the past, you know, few years, where there's a balanced running game with Algier, and then now with the passing game with Hall. Um, Ronnie and uh, Nakua brothers. Um, and so I think, um, I mean, you're playing against Utah State up at Logan, but I just think they'll still keep their momentum going. I think the toughest test you guys will have is Baylor. Um, Baylor's undefeated still. I mean, they could still be undefeated uh, by the time Bay- uh, Baylor and um, BYU play and you're at Baylor. I think that'll be one of your toughest matchups, but... Um, I don't think there's no time to panic, uh, transitioning now. Um, how's This is more of your realm since you're in Ohio. Uh, one of the biggest stories that came out in the past weekend was, um, you have an Ohio state player who quit mid game, uh, Kayvon Pope. Um, don't really know much about the reasoning. They didn't really go into explaining as far as what sort of happened that led him to quit. Um, but it just came as a shock that a football program like Ohio State, you have a player that just all of a sudden quits on the team. Um, how's Rostovatis since you're in Ohio? I mean, what if, what's your initial thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, disappointment, I think is, you know, lack of a better term. I, I think for anyone to walk off and quit on a team, you know, mid-season, and in particular, mid-game, just because you didn't get into the game. I mean, this guy was a player. He started, he's played several games and several uh, downs over the last three games, and then he quits mid-game, you know, has that tweet, FU, and all that. i just just disappointed in this kid, like, he's still a kid, he's still young, and I don't think we can hold this accountable, you know, ruin his life because of it, but I would, he should be done, and I believe he is done from Ohio State, and I don't think he'll ever put pads on for Ohio State, and he shouldn't. Uh, If he wants to go somewhere else, Tom is willing to, you know, help him and hopefully change his attitude, good for him, but I, you know, I wouldn't accept him back to Ohio State. That's not okay, and you can't. Let that be okay, or you'll have a lot of dis- disrespect from your players. Clint,
0: your thoughts?
1: I don't have many, but I think I think pretty much everything Hauser said is right. You know, you can't just up and quit your team just because you didn't get in the ball game. You know, so I mean, I he said he's done, like he's not coming back to Ohio State. But even if he tried, I, I they shouldn't let him back because, you know, you like you just don't leave a game like quit mid mid game, like Hauser said, you know. So, I mean, it's a lot of like, uh, okay, maybe not like, but you know, the Ben Simmons situation in Philadelphia, you know, where you're just quitting on your team because you don't want to play with them anymore.
2: Because they centered around Embiid is what I heard is the new thing about Ben Simmons. What a joke! Yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> I think I think they should send him to Houston to the worst team. Just because they can. They have the power to do that.
2: Yeah, It's just a waste of talent. It's unfortunate because if you got a jumper, that guy would be pretty unstoppable. But another time during basketball season. We'll
0: another time during week. basketball season. Hey, that um, is coming
1: up because <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> training camp started yesterday, so I'm pretty pumped.
0: Yeah. Come next think, week, we'll talk more about it. But go ahead, Hauser. I would say any more time, the Lakers have to wait they might be ending up in
2: a rest home here pretty soon, so you yeah, know, you better be hoping any Laker fans that we start sooner than later. Yeah, all I they mean, got we...
1: all they got going for them is that their numbers are super low.
0: I yeah, said I mean, Josh I think had, last night, the to. lowest
1: number they have is thirty nine, and then twelve.
0: <laughs> yeah, we had to compensate that with our age, um, but I, I'm not complaining. Um, seeing all those Lakers with Russ. Uh, Davis, LeBron, all those, all those guys, Carmelo Anthony, just seeing that on media day, I mean, I wish they were all in their prime because that would just be ridiculous. But it'll be interesting to see. But another discussion for another day. One last point I do want to make with the Ohio State player. Um, I mean, yeah, like quitting on your team, let alone mid game, that's just unacceptable, uh, especially to Ohio State standards. Um, I, I'm, I've learned and been taught growing up that if you start something, you got to finish it. Um, I mean, he could have easily just finished the season and just say, you know what? I'm done playing football at the end of the year. Totally fine. Wouldn't bat an eye. But quitting mid-game, then that's a different thing. But um, transitioning from Ohio back to Utah now, where we all went to college at Southern Utah University, um, the the Thunderbirds um, had a big game last Saturday, but unfortunately fell short to Eastern Washington, who I believe was ranked sixth in the nation in the FCS. Um, but um, there is definitely a difference from when we were there at SU till now. I mean, the football team there had a history of dominance while we were there, uh, winning two uh, conference championships, getting into the playoffs. Um, but now it's just – they're just not the same. I mean, it's sad to say that. I mean, I love my Thunderbirds to death, but they're just not what they, what they were, um, especially on the defensive side. Um, when you had Cowser and Killebrew, um, LaShawn Sims, uh, all these guys on the defensive end, now they're not there anymore. Michael um, uh, Needham uh, was also there on the defensive side. Um, they're not there anymore. And so who's there to step up? And, uh, step up? and I haven't really seen anyone there to step up. Um, guys, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I think uh, – I don't know if this is right to say, but um, I'm not sure it's necessarily all your players because the recruiting has went way down since Coach Warren has taken over. Like Coach Lamb, I feel like Coach Lamb brought all of those people in, and then he left for BYU. Warren got the the aftermath of that, which was two really good football teams. And now since then, we haven't had a good football team. So I would say maybe it's about time for a coaching change. I don't know. That's that's my thought because they are. That was really fun being there when they were winning. I would have a hard – it would kind of suck to be there right now. I mean, they look better now than they did in, like, the last two years. Like, yeah, they've only won once this year, and they got steamrolled by Eastern Washington. But Eastern Washington's really good. They they beat a FBS team this year, you know, and stuff. So – and it's going to be tough for SUU and the Big Sky this year because they've got five teams right now in the top 15 so in the FCS. So, anyways – Housers over I, here think, his head,
2: so. <laughs> well, first off, I think, you know, Clint wrote down everything I said in our group chat so he can, you know, say it over the, our podcast. Because I, when we were talking about this, you know, earlier, right after the game, I was just going off and saying, you know, I think, you know, coaches need to change. The attitude, the atmosphere needs to change. And you could sense that even being there, the attitude was changing in the locker room and in the in the players and in the field, and I think the culture that was built kind of got you know re- reshaped to a culture that isn't really a, you know too much winning. It's more about flashiness and you're on a team instead of being a team and actually winning. And I think the recruiting has gone down. You know, coaching change. I think. Would really bring some good, you know, perspective and good new perspective in it, and just recruitment, just in general. Like, you know, Clint said, "Yeah, we lost these to Washington. They're a great team." Yeah, SEU, so you know, like we used to see great teams, and we're like, "Okay, we can beat them." Like it wasn't even a question or a blink. Like we're like, "Oh yeah, they're you know never two in the SCAs rankings, whatever. We'll take them on." we always compete Weber with them
1: State in the playoffs. Uh,
2: we the don't bring that. Season. We don't bring. We don't bring that up. That's <laughs> a sore that subject. <laughs> I still hate Weaver to this day, and I will always hate Weaver to this day. And I wish I would have taken that flagpole that that person walked around our stadium with and shoved it where the sign, uh shine. <laughs> but that <laughs> that's very sore subject for me because I was part of you know the youth under birds like athletic department and was definitely trash talking weber and sending out memes and yeah it, yeah kind of blew up in my face but it's okay
0: yeah of okay. subject <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Birds uh, the they need to do something they need to change something in their front office to be able to start winning again
0: yeah i can see that i mean i i loved coach warren i think um, when he was a defensive coordinator, at least when I started at SUU, um, he brought that defensive mentality. And I was excited when he came in as a coach, uh, when uh, when Coach Lamb left. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know what's happening. It's like nine-day difference. some has got to change. Um, and if it is – I mean, any sort of change that you're talking about when it comes to, you know, changing the way things are, you just go back to the coach. And maybe, um, you know, having a coaching change – may help that. I mean, with us now going to um, a different conference now here in the next few years, um, maybe that can change recruiting as my said, and having a new coach can change the mentality. Uh, last thing I want to transition to now, um, is, um, we're now in what week four, week five of college football. Um, and so now it's kind of time to, to talk about, you know, two early predictions for the college football playoffs. Um, looking at the standings right now, I mean, you got your typical, you got Alabama, you got Georgia. Um, now we got a new team at number four, Penn State, and now we have Oregon at three. Um, so two SEC teams, you got a Pac twelve um, team in there as well, um, and then you got you got the Big Ten team. Um, so, also starts off first first. Uh, giving our quick predictions as far as two other predictions. Um, I don't see two SEC teams being in the college football playoffs this year. The way that Georgia's playing, Arkansas is playing, how Florida played against Alabama. um, I don't think two teams are going to be in the SEC or sorry, not SEC, but in the college football Football playoffs. Um, With the PAC 12, I can, I can definitely still see Oregon being in there, um, I mean, I love my youth to death, but um, the way Oregon's been playing, they're they're tough to beat. Um, and then we got Penn State, a Big Ten team. Um, Oklahoma was in the rankings, and they dropped below. Um, they're in, they're number six now. But if I had to look at everything right now in the next, you know, rest of the season, how it's played out, I I can see Georgia. Beating Alabama out in the top four, um, you know Alabama's got a young QB, but Georgia they they got some dogs. I mean, no pun intended since they're the Bulldogs, but they got some dogs on their team. I got Georgia in there. I'll still, if Oregon plays the way they've been playing, they'll get in the College Bowl playoffs. So I have Oregon being in there. Um, Penn State, it's. <laughs> It's hard to see if Penn State is going to continue to play where they're at. Um, When you got in the next, you know, games they have coming up, they're they're going to Ohio State. They're playing Michigan. They're playing Michigan State. Both ranked teams right now. Um, And so I think the four spots up for grabs. But if I had to pick one looking. Hold
2: on, hold on. Penn State's defense looks amazing. I think their second best defense in the nation, after Georgia. Georgia still has a better defense, but Penn State's defense is ungodly. I, I mean, I get that you're worried about them, but I don't. Ohio State doesn't look that great. Michigan, what have they ever done with you know Harbaugh at the at coach? Like they always choke. They always, they're always ranked, and they always have you know big expectations, and then they always. It was like two or three games, and Michigan State they only beat Michigan. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. Like, I don't think anyone's really it's Penn State's to win the Big Ten, at least the East, and for them to lose. It's you know, Penn State has full reigns of the Big Ten East right now. I think Iowa's gonna be a difficult matchup, and it's gonna be fun to watch them in the championship, but I don't know, Penn State. I have to give it to them. They deserve to be where they're at right now.
0: Yeah, I can see that with them being on the defensive side. Um, I just think the one matchup to look at it will be Ohio State. I mean, granted, Ohio State's not – they're good, but not what they were. Um, so being in Ohio State, it could be looking at a tough matchup. Um But yeah, but you could still look at it as you got Ohio, you got Iowa, not Ohio, Iowa that's still sneaking up there. I mean, who knows? Oklahoma can still make a big run and go into that fourth spot. Um, And so, what I like about this year so far, though, is just there's not that one team. There's always been teams that, like Alabama, Clemson, that have always been, you know, the guarantee they're going to be in the playoffs um, and they're going to win it all. I think this year is different because um, just the way that each team has been playing, like Penn State, Iowa, Oregon, um, BYU. Now um, you got Ohio State. Uh, you got even Arkansas in the top ten, and so I think there's just going to be a lot of. <laughs> Ins and outs in the next in the next in the rest of the season, I should say, for the college football playoffs. Uh, Clint, what are your thoughts?
1: I think uh, we've talked about this before with the BYU deal. That if a uh, one-loss Alabama team gets in, if Alabama goes undefeated down to the SEC championship game, I believe they would probably play Georgia, right? Most likely, aren't they in separate? They don't play in the regular season, right?
0: No, I think they do. Let me. Yeah, show. yeah, Georgia or Florida.
2: Yeah, they're in different conferences, so they. Yeah, play and Alabama—they're not on yeah. their,
1: each other's schedule this year, right?
0: No, looking no. at it, they're not. Okay. No, they're not. So
1: if they get to so say Alabama and Georgia go into that game undefeated, I believe either one of them gets in. Both of them get in at that point, even with a one loss. Maybe Georgia doesn't, but Alabama definitely does. So I could see Alabama and Georgia both being in there. Uh, Oregon, you never know. It's the Pac-12. Someone like Utah or someone could probably come in and beat them, and then there goes their hopes. You know, it's how it happens all the time. And they actually, it was a five-point game in the fourth quarter against Arizona on Saturday. Like, you know, so I don't, I, I don't have much faith in Oregon. If they're there, they're there, but I don't think they're getting to the championship. Uh, but like Hauser said, Penn State looks great, and it's going to be – if Penn State and Iowa come down into the championship game undefeated, depending on where everything else is at, that could be the game to decide who out of the Big Ten is in the, is in the college football playoff. So I, I don't necessarily have a prediction one, two, three, four yet because it's just way too early. We don't know what's going to happen. Like, Georgia plays Arkansas this week. Like, if one of those teams is going to be out of the running – I think, for the college football playoff after that game, you know. So if Arkansas if Arkansas ran the table with the, all the people they have to play in the SEC, they would definitely be in. But I don't – I guess we'll find out this week if they're actually as good as they've been showing. So yeah, – and so. I don't think Oklahoma is going to lose a game somewhere. It's going to happen. They have not looked great against almost anybody, you know the reason they dropped out of the standings is because who'd they play this week? I can't remember who they played this week, but they didn't play good.
2: No one no, good. Yeah. And
1: <laughs> they won, but that's why they dropped out of the, the top four because they didn't play good. And they almost got beat by like, Tulsa. I think like, yeah. So I think they're going the to play West Virginia, Oklahoma. State, yeah. Or, Oh yeah. West Virginia. I thought West Virginia was going to win that game. Actually there for a while. Uh, so, yeah, I I, I think it's way too early to really predict, but I would say I would most likely Alabama and Georgia are going to be in there in Penn State. I don't know who the fourth would be. But I guess we'll, we'll see this, how it shapes up.
2: I'm going to say this now. I think two SEC teams will make it, and two Big Ten teams. Yeah, I, another guarantee. I really. Yeah. I, I really think Iowa and Penn State are the real deal this year. Um, we'll see them play. They play once in the regular season. And I really think we'll see them play again in the Big Ten. And if they can, you know, one can beat during the regular season and the other one win the Big, the big Ten championship, I really think they both have a really good shot of making the playoffs together. Obviously, if, you know, one beats another team twice, I don't think you see both of them in there, but I think Arkansas is going to, you know, we saw some weakness in Alabama. They're just not as good as they were last year. We all say that, but I really don't think they are. I don't think this, you know, still one team, one loss Alabama still has a good shot, but You know, if they lose to Arkansas, Arkansas runs the table. You know, in the SEC West, makes it to the championship and wins it. You know, over maybe a one team or one loss Georgia that made it to the championship. I think I'm choosing Georgia over Alabama. They made it to the championship, but I don't know. We don't make the hard decisions. Oregon's out. Go ahead.
1: Alabama. Alabama plays Ole Miss this week, and Ole Miss seems to be the team that always seems to put Alabama down when they're when they're at their highest. So you know, and they're ranked. Uh, they're ranked thirteenth, twelfth. 12th, BYU is Twelfth. So it's like you know, they could lose this week, which I would hope for because I don't like Alabama. But
0: and if I they mean, lose this week, do any of us really like, like Alabama? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're
2: right, yeah. No one likes Alabama, unless unless you're from Alabama, you don't like Alabama.
0: Unless you're from uh, Alabama, served your mission in Alabama. Shout out to Riley, my good buddy who served in Alabama. <laughs> then you have the right to say you're an Alabama fan. But or if you're like that,
1: Josh and you just pick like the team that wins all the time.
0: <laughs> I mean, like when you're from <laughs> when you're from Nevada, when you're from Nevada, you have the right to choose who you're gonna like. I mean, now that the Raiders are in Vegas, I won't cheer for the Raiders. <laughs> Even to this day, I know they're in Nevada now, but they're in Oakland. So, But a different a different time. But now I want to transition now to um, the NCAA pick where at least for me, I'm sucking it up right now. I don't know what it is. I'm better in the NFL pick but Hauser's just killing all of us. I'm in the pick em. Um, I'll,
2: Okay, I'll accept my crown now.
0: I'll accept. <laughs> hey, Hopefully, there's yes. a lot of weeks
2: left, Hauser.
0: <laughs> we, still got, we still got some time. Um, but as far as the records go, as far as it stands right now, um, Hauser's on the top of the board going 14-6. Uh, Clint's right behind with 12-8. and eight, And I'm last 10-10. and 10. But things can turn around. But looking back at last week, we got Boise State and Utah State. Um, Hauser came out with um, the points there. Both Clint and I picked Utah State. Um, Utah State's magic ran out. Uh, we got Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Um, I think, yeah, all of us didn't really win that. We all picked the, um, Wisconsin there. It was a fluke uh,
2: game. We'll just keep moving on.
0: yeah. Uh, we got the youths of Washington State. Um, we all picked the youths to win there. Uh, we got Texas A&M and Arkansas. Uh, I ended up picking A&M, which now I can say Arkansas is no joke. Um, but Clinton Hauser came out with that one with the win. They picked Arkansas. And then, of course, we got BYU in South Florida, which all of us picked that one. Um, so now looking at this week. Um, We got matchups galore here. So, looking at this week, I'll go with the first matchup here. Um, We got BYU and Utah State. I'll go first. Pretty easy um, pick, in my opinion. Um, BYU has beaten Utah State the past. I don't know how many years it's been now. Um, And I think they'll still beat them again, up at Logan. I got BYU winning this one.
1: Yeah, they've only won... The last two, they BYU got murdered by Utah State in twenty eighteen at Avellardo Stadium. I was there; it was kind of sad. But, anyways, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, I have BYU winning this game as well. I think it's their first true road game of the year. The only other one they played one was Arizona in Las Vegas, but that wasn't actually. You know, I was in an NFL stadium. So I think it's going to be a test, and I think the first half will be close. But I think BYU is finally going to score points in the second half. I think they've got 21 points in the second half. Mark my words. Um, Got another guarantee here. Bold. (laughs) BYU is going to win this Easy pick. 35-21.
2: Oh. Pretty close, Clint. I think this is an easy pick for me. I'm just going to say BYU 34-24. Like I said, don't panic and BYU will show us why we shouldn't panic.
0: Yeah, so the sweep's there for BYU. Uh, next game we got, we got a big SEC matchup. Uh, two, uh, two of the top ten teams going at each other. Uh, classic matchup, we got Arkansas and Georgia. Um, I'll start off again. Uh, I've, I honestly went back and forth on this because looking at Arkansas, they're ballers. Um, but when I look at Georgia... They just have too much talent, and they got some dogs again, no pun intended, but I think Georgia will still pull out this one. It'll be close, uh, but I got Georgia winning this one
2: yeah i I have Georgia winning this one. I think their defense is good um it's about time georgia show, shows dominance with all their you know five star recruits they've been getting from you know Kirby. But I think this will be the first, you know, true test for Arkansas. They'll put up a good fight, and I think they'll still have a great year, but they lose 24 to 28. Go Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's going to be Arkansas is going to – I would like Arkansas to win, but I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to put up a fight – Um. The only other time I chose against Arkansas this year was against Texas, but that was Texas. So this is Georgia, whole other ball game. So I think Georgia wins this one, 35-28. And if the Hogs prove me wrong, I'm okay with that.
0: Yep. Next uh, next game we got, um, we got another good matchup. Another two of the top ten teams going at each other. Uh, We got Cincinnati and Notre Dame. Uh, I'll go again here. Um, I mean (laughs) – Notre Dame just keep proving us wrong. But I still honestly went back and forth again on this one. But I honestly believe looking at Cincinnati the past two years, they've just been playing ball like no other. Um, I think Cincinnati will still keep the momentum going. Who knows, they could be another dark horse team that could sneak into the college football playoffs. Who knows? But um, Notre Dame will keep it close. But I got Cincinnati in this one.
2: I, you know. Go, go ahead. ahead, Clint. Oh, okay, I'll go. You know, I I doubted Notre Dame. I think they're a fluke. I don't think they're, you know, nine, number ninth in the nation. I don't think they're that great from, you know, watching them play. Um, their starting quarterback, um, Cohen, was coming back. Jack recover, which is good, Um, but they proved this wrong once, and I'm not going to let me then prove me wrong again. I have them winning this one, 38-31.
1: You have Notre Dame winning?
2: I do. I don't don't think Cincinnati's going to be able to handle the defense that Notre Dame has.
1: You've chose against them too many times, huh? Um, I... I think this is going to be where they finally have their downfall. I think Cincinnati, you know, a future Big 12 fo- foe, is going to win this game and put themselves in the talk for college football playoff. I, I don't think they can get there. Uh, there's just too many good teams. We've already had that discussion. But I think Cincinnati comes out and proves that they, they deserve that ranking where they're at. So I have them winning 31 21.
0: All right, next matchup we got, we got Baylor and Oklahoma State. Um, Again, two ranked opponents, uh, evenly matched in my eyes, at least for me. Uh, But I I think Baylor is just going to be too much for Oklahoma State. Um, And plus, another reason is I kind of want to see an undefeated BYU and an undefeated Baylor go at each other. Um, And so um, mainly for those, I got Baylor winning against Oklahoma State.
1: I, I agree that I want to see 6-0, 6-0 down, uh, in Baylor in a few weeks. but So I, I have Baylor winning this, too. Uh, I like Oklahoma State. I've kind of been a fan of them. I've been to their campus. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty nice, and they also have my my favorite color. They're my favorite color, orange. So I've always kind of cheered for them since I went to their campus and stuff. But I'd like to see a 6-0 for 6-0 and when BYU and Baylor in a few weeks. So I have Baylor winning this in a close one, in a touchdown, within a touchdown, 24-17. I'm just
2: going to have to tell you guys, you know, you're wrong. Wrong. That's all I have to say. Oklahoma State is going to win this one. They're going to prove why they're the team to beat in the Big 12 – I think they're better than Oklahoma. So I'm going to say 35-28 for uh, Oklahoma State.
0: All right, we got another split here. Uh, last game we'll talk about is the Boston College versus Clemson. Um, ACC matchup here. Um, we got Boston College, who's undefeated 4-0. And we got number 25, Clemson, um, at 2-2. Two and two. Um I just think the Davos-Sweeney era is over. Um, their quarterback now is just not what he had in the past with Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence. He just doesn't have those guys anymore. And I honestly think they shouldn't even be ranked in the first place. Uh, I think Davos-Sweeney era has come to an end. Um, I'm also going to make a guarantee down in however many years, how many years than they have in their contract, but I think Dabble will be the next Alabama coach once sabin has gone. He learned other Sabin, so I think he'll change his colors from orange to the crimson-tied red. I think Dabble can be the can take the ranks of um, Nick Sabin, but that's a debate for another time. I got Boston College in, an, in not really an upset, but a win here against Clemson.
1: Yeah, I... I don't know if I agree with everything you just said, Josh, but I do agree that Clemson's kind of going downhill. This could be a jump-back game for them, but I don't think it's going to happen. Boston College looks good this year. I think them and Wake Forest are running the ACC this year. So uh, I have Boston College winning in a close one, 17-14.
2: Okay. <laughs> Josh is going to the extreme there. If I wish everyone could see my face. I was like, almost fell out of my seat when he said that. But you know, everyone's down in Clemson. Everyone's saying they're not that great. They're a terrible team. And maybe they're not as good as they used to. They're not as dominant as they have been. But they're still a good team. Like they are still a great team. Their defense is is awesome. They still didn't allow. Uh, Georgia to score any offensive points, really, besides the field goals. No touchdowns. I you know Boston College, yes, they're 4-0, you know, but who have they played? Colgate, UMass, Temple, okay, Missouri, maybe there's a team that people recognize. Like, really, I don't think they, have, they stand a chance. I think Clemson doesn't lose another game. They don't lose two in a row. They're going to win 31-21. Go Clemson.
0: All right. Well, that wraps our pick-em for now for the SC for the NCAA. Uh, now let's transition now to the NFL, where we got a few topics to discuss here briefly, um, one of which is we'll talk about first um, the Rams. Uh, they beat the Buccaneers this past Sunday, and a lot of people are now saying the Rams are now Super Bowl favorite just because they beat the Buccaneers. Um I still think it's too early to call it. Do I think the Rams have the talent to do so? Yeah. And also another confidence maybe to squeeze in there. But the Super Bowl is going to be played in Los Angeles. So you may not think at the back of their mind that, hey, we we want to make it to the Super Bowl in our home court. and Or field, I should say. Um, at least for me, I mean, when you have Tom Brady, you're always going to be have a good chance of making it to the Super Bowl. Um, but man, that Rams, that Rams defense, it's, it's, something. Um, I keep saying that every week. They, there's something, I think they'll continue to do that. I think their missing piece was Massey Stafford. Um, I mean, yes, he had Megatron, but that's really the only weapon that he's had in his lifetime in Detroit. And so now he has these other weapons, Cooper cup, um, who's been balling out the past year or two, a guy from Easter Washington, who killed us when they would come play at SU. But um, looking at it, I can see the Rams make it to the Super Bowl. Um, they got a tough road ahead of them. But I think in the FCC, um, it can go through Los Angeles to go to the Super Bowl. Guys, your thoughts?
1: All I got to say is uh, they're not going to win this week. They're going to lose to the 3-0 Arizona Cardinals, my former team. And then all of a sudden the talk is not going to be are they going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't like any of the teams in L.A., so well, let's just say that. And so I don't think they're going to. I, I do agree that Matthew Stafford has kind of renovated his career, but that he's three games in, so he could start all of a sudden looking like Stafford of old. So I, I don't I don't think they're Super Bowl favorites. Do they have a chance to get there? If they keep playing the way they are, yes. But I think – I don't think they're going to be undefeated after this week. So
2: All I have to say is let's look at history. Let's look at the Saints last year. They dominated Tampa Bay during the regular season, and then they got dominated in the playoffs. I don't think you uh, you know think the Rams are the Super Bowl favorites because of one one dominant win early in the season. Um, they don't really. I mean, Stafford has to prove himself. He has to actually win a playoff. Let's let's just see if they even get there. They have a you know toughest division. They still have two games against every team in that division. Um Let's just see what they do against the division before we jump to conclusions there. But they are better. And Stafford does complete them a lot better, which sucks because I'm a Seahawks fan. And I was, you know, I always like Goff being their quarterback because I knew that was their one, like, you know, thorn in the heel, like, Achilles tendon. Like, I was counting on him to choke. So... We'll see how it goes
0: Yeah I mean looking at my 49ers Before that trade happened I'm like okay we just gotta go through Seattle Not having to worry about Arizona We Just gotta go through Seattle in that division Now I gotta worry about The Rams, Arizona Seahawks not so much But Speaking um, of
1: that Why don't we go right into Our debate for this week
0: Sounds yeah. good to me Clint right. drop it It is now time for the 2v1 debate where anything goes. Let's get it. I'm All just
2: right. going to cut you off before you say this is a debate, because it's not. It's going to be, I'm going to speak truth, Josh isn't going to speak truth, and Clint will just you know moderate us. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead, Josh.
0: I wouldn't say truth. I look at it as, as false fake news, whatever you call it. Looking at the 49ers-DC I don't, I just always like this rivalry. Going back to the Alex Smith, Kaepernick against Sherman, Wilson. Um, now it's Garoppolo against Wilson. Defensives going at each other. But when I'm looking at the first few games right now, I mean, the first two games for the 49ers went well and then not so pretty in the second half. Um, when you look at Green Bay, they made it. They made a good comeback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'll, I'll admit this now. I'll I'll say he's back. I mean, when I saw the 37 seconds on the clock when the 49ers scored, I'm like, good grief, that's just too much time for him. When you when you're playing against either Rodgers or Tom Brady, but I still like that my 49ers gave it an effort. Um, I'm still concerned about the running game and the cornerback situations with the injuries there, but the front four is still a beast to be reckoned with. I mean, the the Packers came in with a good game plan, try to get out, try to have Aaron Rodgers throw the ball quick because Bosa and all those guys are going to rush him. Um, but I just think overall, when we're looking at the Seahawks and the 49ers, I mean, there's not really a debate here, at least in my eyes. Um, it's just going to be at San Francisco, it's going to be the defense still stepping up. You have Garoppolo. You got a lot of people saying that there should be a quarterback change, but I just expect this now out of Garoppolo. He's just always going to make at some point in time in a few games, just that one little mistake. I mean, that one little mistake in green Bay was the fumble. Um, but they still made a good comeback with Garoppolo. Um, do I want to see Tranless a little bit more in some schemes? Yes, because he can be that threat, uh, especially on the goal line. Um, but I just think the Seahawks and Wilson are just going to get a handful, especially with the front with the front four of my defense with Bosa, Um, all those guys. Um, I mean, Wilson's good. I'm not saying he's a, he's a scrub or anything like that. Wilson's good, but I just think. The defense is just going to be too much for for Wilson. Sorry. (laughs) It's okay.
2: I mean, your opinions are okay being a Niners fan, which is fine. But I'm going to give you two things why I, I don't think the Niners are winning. Um, One, they barely beat the Detroit Lions. They barely beat the Eagles. Both not great teams. And they looked... Awful against the Packers, at least the first half. Um, I didn't watch much of the second half. Being from the East Coast, it was kind of a boring game <laughs> from the first half. So I was like, I'll go to bed. Turned into a great game. Sad I missed it watched the highlights. But, you know, the Niners, I, I, I mean, they're great. They're getting wrong. And it's going to be a fight. It always is between the Seahawks and the Niners. And no matter if one team's dominant or not, it's always a scrap. But my second reason why I think the Seahawks will win is we haven't seen the magic. Russell Wilson is Houdini himself. He is a magician. And we haven't seen that from him this year. And I think this is the time we're going to see that. He's going to pull some amazing plays off. He's going to extend plays. He's going to bring the magic in. And we're going to win it in a very close, tough battle. And we're going to actually see, you know, you'll see how a good quarterback works, Josh. I'll just let you know that.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. But when you look at what the Seahawks did, I'll throw the same thing at you. Your first game was against the Colts. Not really that great with Carson Wentz also being her, Jonathan Taylor. He's not what he's hyped up to be uh, from this last season. Um, you got, you got the Titans, um, you know, you only lost by three there. Um, and you had a chance to win it, but didn't end up winning. And then you had the Vikings where you, I don't know what happened against Minnesota with your Seahawks, but you say they're a good team, but they, they were coming into the game like zero and two. And so.
2: Um, I, I All I have to say is playoff teams, we played playoff teams. They were playoffs last year. I mean, yeah, you can look at records in and that, and 0-2 for Vikings. And yeah, they were 0-2, but they lost because of field goals. One, because their kicker missed the field goal. The other one, because they had a terrible fumble call against the Bengals and the Bengals were able to turn it into a field goal. I, I mean, the Colts, Titans, Vikings, they're playoff teams. Your Detroit Lions and your Eagles aren't playoff teams. And that's, that's just what it is. You know, Clint, let's hear what your opinion is. Decided factor here.
1: So, I kind of agree, like in lots of ways with everything everyone has said. Uh I actually kinda of left so I didn't hear everything that Josh said, but um <laughs> I think I agree with Hauser that the seven the I'm saying seventy sixers for some reason, that the forty ers uh haven't really beat anybody, you know, but neither have the Seahawks. And so And I think the Seahawks are going to eventually have their magic, but for the first time and probably the only time ever, I'm actually going to go against Hauser on this and choose the 49ers this week. I do not like the 49ers, but this week I'm going with Josh's team because I feel like they're going. Both it's going to be a battle, but the 49ers are going to win this week. So I don't I don't have any reasonings why, but they're going to so.
2: I take it back, Clint. We don't want your opinion anymore.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say thank you, Clint, for having <laughs> some sense in this. I um, saw you slip him that twenty.
2: You know, slip him the twenty to vote for you. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm twenty 20 dollars richer now.
0: But I'm always satisfied because it is going to be always a scrappy matchup against the Seahawks and Forty Nine ers. Always a history there. But now let's transition to the NFL. Pick up The last talk. Uh, the last topic of. Um, our discussion today, and so looking at the NFL Pick'Em, and so for those of you who are new listeners, um, we basically take each game from a certain time frame of matchups, and so we always have a Thursday night football matchup. We pick one from the Sunday morning that's always a good matchup, Sunday afternoon and then Sunday evening, and then Monday night football. So we'll go through these pretty quick. Um, First matchup, we got the Jaguars at the Bengals Thursday night football. Um, I'll start off I'll start us off here. Um Jake Burrow is showing some promise. Um the Jaguars I'm still give us some time with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, and something could happen there. Um, but I just think with the momentum here, I think uh Joe Burrow. Sorry, I mean, I knew I said Jake, but it's Joe Burrow. Um the Bengals are going to win this matchup against the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, Josh said it pretty well.
2: Joe Burrow is doing well with the Bengals. He's leading the team. They know how to win games at the end. I have the Bengals winning this one.
1: And I'm going to have to make that a sweep. I don't think the Jags get their first win yet. And Joe Burrow is playing with the uh, his wide receiver Jamar chase to be played with in the national championship. I just think they're, they're gelling. So I, I've got the Bengals winning this as well.
0: Okay. Next matchup. We got a Sunday morning. Uh, I chose the lions at the bears. It's a division rival, um, has been for years. I know sometimes they play on Thanksgiving, but decided to bring Thanksgiving earlier this year. Um, looking at the matchups here, um, the Bears is kind of a sticky situation. They still don't know who's going to start between Justin Fields, um, Andy Andy Dalton, or Nick Foles. Um, but I think either way, whoever they're going to start, um, I think will the Bears will still pull out anyways just because the Lions are the Lions. I mean, yeah, I'll give you the 49ers played the Lions and they're not so great of a team. But That's the one lone crappy team that we played. But I got the Bears winning in this matchup against the Lions.
1: So both of these teams are not very good. That's all I gotta say. But um, the Lions lost on a heartbreaker last week to a record field goal, so sixty-six yards by Tucker. So, and they've they've had a couple rough endings this year. You know, they came back and nearly beat the 49ers, like didn't actually have a chance to, but they were close. And so I just have, and then they got destroyed by the Packers, but. That always happens. So, um, But I do have the Lions winning this week.
2: It's the Lions. I mean, Bears don't have a quarterback. They don't have an offense. Lions, you know, have an offense, kind of have a defense. You know, should have won against the Ravens. Choke there. Um, I, I have the Lions winning this one.
0: Right, we got our first 2v1 in the NFL pick him here. We already talked about this. It's pretty pretty easy from what we chose. We got myself and Clint picking the 49ers in the matchup. And then we got Hauser, of course, picking the Seahawks. So we got that matchup there. Uh, next, we got the Sunday evening. This is an exciting matchup because we got Tom Brady coming back to New England, uh, playing his own team. <laughs> and so there's going to be a lot of emotions going in Brady's head. Um, and so... But the Bucks, I think they're just going to be too much for the Patriots. I mean, Mac Jones, I mean, he's their future QB. Um, but I just think, I mean, Richard Sherman's old, but I think he still has a little bit of kick to him. Um, I think he'll be a nice addition for the defense, but I just think the Buccaneers will be too much for the Patriots. Buccaneers win this one for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Tom Brady's going to come back to Gillette Stadium and – do what he always did there and win. Um, I I'll be very surprised if people boo him because I mean, he won them how many championships? Like five, six, something like that. So, yeah, I think Tom Brady's going to come back to New England and win. So I got the Bucks money.
2: Yeah, I mean it's no brainer. It's the Bucks. <laughs> They're not winning. They're not losing twice in a row. The Bucks are going to beat the the Patriots, uh, <laughs> the
0: Patriots. <laughs> Let alone Brady losing in in Boston. I don't think I can ever see that. No, no way. Um, last matchup we have is the Monday Night Football. It's a division rival. We got the Raiders and the Chargers. Um, Raiders got a lot of momentum. Uh, you, people can debate if they're relevant again. Um, I mean, chargers are no joke either. Um, they got their stellar and Justin Herbert. Um, they got a stellar running back too. um, acres. I believe his name is, um, they got good receivers and they, they got a stellar defense too. Um, so I think the Raiders magic will stop for now. Um, I actually have the chargers winning against this one against the Raiders.
1: Uh, I disagree. I think the Raiders are going to keep their magic going. I don't think they're going to, you know, they're going to make the playoffs and everything. I don't think they're going to be like the darling of the NFL or anything, but I think they're going to win this game. I think it'll be a close one. Uh, you got a young QB versus, you know, kind of a veteran QB, but they're playing really well and they've got fans that are going crazy there in Vegas. So, but I don't believe this is in Vegas, is it? It's in LA.
0: Yeah, it's in LA.
1: Okay, well, I, I still have the Raiders going on the road and getting a win
0: here. Raiders always
2: do well at the beginning then they choke. I think L.A. has a good team. They have a great defense. They have a Bosa brother on the defensive line. I think he's going to you know shake things up, and I think the Chargers have this. I'm going to agree with Josh this time, and the Chargers are going to beat the
0: Raiders.
1: Wow, Hauser! Thank you, Hauser. On a week like this, that's that's so
0: nice of you, Hauser. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's about wrap up our um, our podcast for today. Uh, Thank you for those who're listening, and for those that are new, we welcome you to our podcast. Um, Once again, rest in peace, to Aaron Lowe, University of Utah football player who passed away this past weekend. Uh, Prayers for his family. Uh, But we hope to, you know, we hope that. Uh, You're enjoying listening uh, to our podcast. And until next time, uh, talk to you guys soon.